welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com. With over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest all the way from Finland is Suvi Boelan. I may be pronouncing that incorrectly. Um, and we are going to be talking today about finding your emotional, mental, and spiritual freedom. I know it's talked about a lot, but, you know, um, spiritual freedom is that freedom to live in joy, uh, to let your spirit ride, to go with the flow, just to simply enjoy life. But we allow our emotions to get in the way, and those emotions very, very often are just purely earthbound. Some of them can be past life memories. Um, some of them are imprints that we've taken on in our DNA from our family or even from past lives. And we carry a lot of baggage along with us that we don't always know how to get rid of. So we need to look at what that emotion, where is it coming from, and how does it affect your mental? Because if you aren't thinking um, positively and uh, spiritually and abundantly, then those thoughts are going to give you what uh, you don't want, which is the negativity. So let us embrace our life and let's take the journey along with uh, Suvi to find out how she helps her clients clear their blocks to happiness and health and abundance and how she achieves this through emotional hearing, um, healing, restoring your true self so that you're able to stand in your own power and create your own life dreams. Uh, she's working with quite a number of powerhouses in the world and uh, really getting out there and letting them know how um, how you can do this and how she can help you. She is um, from Finland, but she works in the UK and she works online around the world. And you'll hear she has a beautiful English-speaking voice, so she's very, very clear to understand. She lost her mother to breast cancer in 2008, and she immersed herself into personal development, positive psychology, and healing and energy work. She wanted to learn everything she could about how we can live a healthy and happy life. So let's find out how she did that. We understand her why. Mother dying from breast cancer, she didn't want to go that way. and knew that in order to have a good life, you've got to have a healthy life, mind, body, and soul. So what's the path that she took and how can it help us? Welcome to the show, Suvi. Thank you, Sarah. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm very delighted to have and you. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Oh, my welcome, my welcome, my dear. And uh, it's lovely when people, you know, branch out away from you know, their, their country and spread themselves around the world because that's what it's about. And, um, you know, you your catalyst was your mother, um, mm -hmm. you know, passing on. And, uh, you know, that's there's always something that kind of switches direction for us. And was it a moment in your life when you thought, if I, you know, breast cancer in particular can be very hereditary? You know, was it something that you thought, okay, uh, you know, if, if I want to have a healthy life and not go this way, I've got to get on and find a healthy life? Mm. Well, actually, it wasn't the breast cancer. It wasn't the cancer that sort of got me thinking. Um, I wasn't worried for my own health. I was sort of... Uh, I was sad for my mother because she never really lived her life. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the cancer was just sort of the, the <laughs> final, final thing for her. Not not being able to to um, express her authentic self and uh, do the things that she dreamed of doing, or, or she didn't have the courage, the guts, uh, <laughs> the self confidence 
all the permission to, probably at the mm, all the permission of course yes there's the uh, all of this conditioning cultural and, and social conditioning that influences us and, and she was the generation where you were sort of brought up quite differently from from uh, the generations today so it was this very traditional way of living that you get married and you get a well you get a degree if you get a degree or you get a job and you you raise a family and you don't really think about yourself and your dreams and um you just live this very ordinary, yeah, yeah, what dreams you're, perhaps you weren't even allowed to dream, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that really got me to thinking that, uh, am I living my life the way that I want to live my life? You know, I, I had been working in this normal day-to-day job for, for almost 10 years after graduation, and uh, even when I was 17, I remember this one very clear moment when I was up on stage performing. I, I used to sing, and um, we had these performances every spring uh, while I was studying, and uh, I remember that I stood there and I thought to myself that this, this is something that I'm going to be doing uh, perhaps not singing in front of people, but somehow uh, helping other people, uh, influencing other people, um, making some sort of impact. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't going to live my life the way that um, I go to some job that I, I don't really enjoy doing in the morning. And then I come home all, all tired and cranky. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, then I, then I take care of, of all, all of my sort of duties. These, you know, one of my teachers, Dawn Clark, says that most of us or many of us live our lives uh, performing our daily duties with, with a small d. But we should be performing and living our lives, fulfilling our big duties, but you our, know, our soul that mission. Word performing mm. is like it, it kind of suggests that you're putting on an act, right? You're mm. performing the duty of being a mother, you know, and a wife and, and doing everything dutifully. But you're not really participating, are you? You're not immersing yes. yourself into it. It is a performance that you're putting on to impress others mm-hmm. rather than yourself. Yes, I, I think that the biggest problem for my mother, which I, I noticed <laughs> that I had inter- inherited or, or taken on myself, was uh, the need to please other people yeah, yeah. and to avoid conflict. Uh-huh. So the fe- yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the fear of rejection has been one thing that I, I, I've learned that it can really prevent us from living life to the fullest. And it's a very common thing, isn't it? Because, you know, really in the world, all we want to do is just be seen, heard and accepted for who we are. Um, Mm. Yet that permission to be, um, to have the dreams to be anything else other than what's expected of us and uh, and to feel that we're worthy of it. I mean, those are the obstacles that we always have in the way. Yes, that's so true. That's that's what I... What I do with my my clients today, or have been doing for the past seven and a half years, helping them sort of um, find their core, who they are really, behind, beneath all of this this conditioning and uh, all of the past trauma and the emotional stuff and and uh, you know what they've been told, what they have learned, what they have accepted as truth, which is not the truth. Yeah. 
So to find their authentic selves and start building their lives from that that uh, perspective, that that point, that authenticity, and uh, well, it's not an easy journey. You you must have done it yourself. Oh yes, yes, and, and you know the word "find it" is is like well, first you have to identify what you're looking for. You know mm. what is authenticity. You know what what is you know honoring yourself and being true to who you are. What are dreams? And I think you need to identify those so that you actually know what you're looking for or recognize it when you see it. Um, mm. Because very often, because we're not given that permission to dream or to believe we can be anything more than what's expected of us. Um, and, you know, we don't know how to be authentic because everything is about serving everyone else. Very often people don't even know what it is, what an authentic life is. Mm, that's so true. And if you're you're busy <laughs> being busy living living your life uh, according to to what's expected and and uh, serving others and, and forgetting about yourself, you can you can sort of lose yourself. That that's actually perhaps the most common type of person who comes to me seeking for help. Like uh, you know, a woman in her fifties who has raised the children and served the family and dutifully performed all of all of the tasks expected of her and then the kids grow up they leave to build their own lives and and sort of you're left with left wondering okay what's next <laughs> who am i what 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 do i want yeah yeah and uh, it, that it was, they call it the emptiness syndrome but i think a lot of the time it's the first time in their lives that there is that time for them to place themselves first mm. um, because uh, you know the children have grown up it's before grandchildren husbands have Jenny got their own careers or many many times at this point women are divorced uh, and it's like well who am I and in a lot of ways this journey of self-discovery and of healing and releasing it's like your nine months of pregnancy and at the end you're giving birth to a new you that's mm. where you're giving birth to the authentic you, isn't it? Mm. Mm. That's how I felt. You, you described it very well. I, I remember uh, when my mother got sick and um, she was doing pretty well for, for three and a half years. And then in the fall of 2007, her condition started to, to get a lot worse. And uh, that's when I started having physical symptoms myself. My, the, the sort of the entire le- uh, sort of right side of my face and my right arm were getting numb and of course I was very concerned I went to the doctor and and they just prescribed painkillers <laughs> so yeah that didn't help so the next doctor that I went to <clears throat> was was a bit more uh, intelligent <laughs> and 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 uh, holistic in in her approach and uh, she gave me a uh, this article to read that how, how our emotions affect our <laughs> physical body mm-hmm. and that uh, that was probably what what I was experiencing so so when I realized that uh, the symptoms started to to get better and, and finally went away um, and you know then I started started to read I read read loads and loads I remember the first sort of 
spiritual book that I got my hands on was uh, Eckhart Tolle's uh, The Power of Now. Pretty yeah. <laughs> heavy stuff yeah. for your first book. Yes. And and Diving then came along. The yeah. Then came along. Yeah. 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 Really. Really. I. You know. Hmm, many people read it like ten years after they started their spiritual journey, yeah. but. For me, it was the first, very first book. And then, then came along Caroline Miss, uh, Anatomy of the Spirit, and many, many more. And uh, it was really like giving birth to a new you. You know, like I was split, split in the middle. Like uh, my other foot was in the old world. Yeah. And, and my ego was going crazy, screaming yeah. that, oh my God, I want to hang on to these old beliefs and this old life. And what if I'm going to lose everything that's important to me if I step on this new path? And then there was my soul, my heart, my, my spirit calling me, come this way. Yeah. This, is, this is your new path. This is the authentic you. Yeah. So it was a scary period. It, it it lasted for like six months. The freaking out part. Yes. yes. <laughs> then, then it then it sort of started getting easier, and I, I found like minded friends and and took classes and all sorts of things. I started to to sort of feel more comfortable with the process. Yeah, because we're not really meant to go through this alone, you know, like during that six months, you know, had you had the those people there right from the word go, they would have helped that. Tra it's like labor, you know, mm. you're in labor, right? You know, you d and you don't want to give birth on your own. You want those people around you helping you, um, even if you are, you know, a woman that, you know, pops them out on your own. You still need someone there in case mm. to help you, support you, rub your back, whatever the case is. Um, you know, the, we're not designed to do these things. The journey of self-discovery and, and the kind of, you know, the pregnancy of ourselves, uh, you know, only we can give birth to ourselves. But that support and that camaraderie and the tools and the help and everything along the way is what's meant to make it easier for ourselves. Um, mm. Because otherwise it does get so very overwhelming because it's always about, about you know, stay with the devil you know. You know, it's like, <laughs> mm. why? He's not served you so far, so why stay here? Your life is miserable, you know. Mm. Give yourself mm. more credit. You're, you're worth more than that, and you're much more um, empowered and more powerful than you think you are, and you don't realize it until you decide to take the journey. Mm. That's so true. And as speaking about... <clears throat> staying where you, you're used to be and, and, and staying sort of comfortable even though it's not serving you or may, making you very uncomfortable. Uh, you know, change change is scary, it's difficult. And, and what I came to realize that and accept uh, accepting the fact that it's a period of chaos. Mm -hmm. There's a certain period of chaos and it's just it's just part of the whole process. That's how order comes about, through going mm. through the chaos. Mm. Mm. Right? I mean, we know that cancer is pretty well about an 80% emotional disease. Mm. Um, you know, type 2 diabetes is a lot to do with, with diet, lifestyle, stress. But, you know, stress is a killer. It's the number one killer because it brings on all these other things. Mm. And I think that we've become a society that despite the yoga, the meditation, the everything else, we've become so stressed 
you know, with all these things that are meant to make life easy, it just seems to have put more demands on us to meet more expectations. And we don't know how to breathe anymore. Yeah, and we, we have to take, <laughs> you know, this rebirthing therapy and, and all of these, these <laughs> <Yeah>. things, <laughs> you know, yeah, go, go deep. and breathe, breathe deeply to we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. And, but I think it's, I don't care how advanced we get technically, um, how advanced we get with, you know, the latest iPhone or anything else. When it, come down, when it comes down to it, what you have to give yourself in life is time. Time to breathe, time to rest, time to remove yourself from situations. Take five, you know, and, and time to invest in yourself so that you are making sure either that you're healing yourself or even once you're healed, maintaining yourself so that you don't fall backwards. And people, for however rich they become, time is something we you know, can't buy mm. and it's something we really have to give ourselves don't we yes yes you know one part of of, of what I, I speak about with people what i encourage them to sort of incorporate in their daily daily life is is something what i call fueling your soul mm-hmm. so for me, for example, it's it's when I get up in the morning, I don't just jump out of bed and get busy. I take the time to, to just breathe. And um, I could sort of go through a list of everything that I can, I can be grateful for. Or I do this uh, meditation that only takes like three minutes. I sort of uh, get in touch with myself. Mm-hmm. And with my higher purpose. Connect. Mm, connect, yes. Yeah. Connect with myself and connect with something something bigger yeah. than myself and connect with my purpose. It's kind of the first piece of clothing you should put on, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. Yes, good. That's good. That's well put. Um, so you, that you kind of, now you can go out and greet the day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a person, I, I don't just wake up and get up. I like to lie there for a few minutes and kind of, you know, let the past resonance of the dreams filter out and a kind of an awareness of the day, you know, tune into the day, tune into the vibration of the day. Instead of trying to turn into your channel and it's in conflict with the energy, tune into the energy of the day and go mm. with that energy because then it will lead you where you need to go. Mm, mm. Yes, there is actually a, this sort of, uh, this short you call it a prayer that I often say that uh, I ask that I am guided where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. that I'm shown what I'm supposed to see and notice what I'm supposed to notice and, and that the, when I'm working with people that I'm given the right words and the right actions to help them in the highest and best way. A simple, um, invitational and very directional. Mm. And it's a good way to start the day off. Mm. Mm. And you know, and the I, last sorry. thing you need to do is carry anything from yesterday over with you, right? You know, unless it's joy. <laughs> but if, if you had a fight with someone yesterday, it belonged in yesterday. Don't bring it over to your today. Mm. That's true, and and yet uh, it can be easier said than done. Mm-hmm. You know, you said about breast cancer being being very very uh, highly linked to to emotional things, and then also this that. Uh, 
inability to let go of something, yes. something hurtful. So that's that's what I'm I'm really really passionate about because um, I didn't have the most uh, simple <laughs> childhood. So so uh, there were a lot of things that I had to deal with. Uh, I was actually well over uh, thirty when I realized that I didn't have a happy childhood, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, sort of had to deal with many things. And uh, one of the the last bits that I I just couldn't seem to shake uh, was this anger that I was feeling, anger and resentment. Mm-hmm. And my intuition had been telling me for the past two years that you need to let go of this anger if you want to move forward in your life, if you want to have peace of mind. So so I was looking for answers. I spent, I must have spent thousands of euros uh, on self-development tools and, and retreats and, and books. And, you know, I did all of these forgiveness um, exercises. <laughs> and then like you, you write a letter to the person mm-hmm, and... Yeah. You explain to them how you felt and and what you would have wanted and and you sort of let go and I I, I remember even burning it it in a ceremony or some of some sort and and I didn't feel one bit better <laughs> so, so so it was actually uh, early uh, last year that uh, I I was sitting outside in my backyard. And I was so frustrated that I still hadn't found a way to to truly deeply heal this this emotional wound that I was carrying around, and that was was sort of sabotaging me, making me sabotage myself. And I remember sitting sitting out there, and I prayed for an answer, which is you know we go uh, we go and and do our our meditations and yoga and stuff and all of these personal development things and and when they don't work we we pray yes. <laughs> at least that's what i do and uh, like always it, it uh, the the answer was immediate uh, i i uh, went to my computer and checked my emails and this newsletter caught my attention and uh, for some reason I, I opened it i usually just flip through them very quickly and and don't pay much attention unless it's something very interesting. This was interesting, and I uh, ended up listening to a webinar, and I heard this lady talk about uh, healing your uh, old trauma, and uh, she had an online online course, and I attended the course. I bought it immediately, and I started using the tools, and I found relief I started feeling better and then she had another webinar uh, called uh, and she was talking about uh, clearing all of these toxic emotions Mm -hmm. that are stuck in our system in the very cells of our body and uh, it was fascinating I signed up for that class as well immediately it took took me six weeks to learn uh, all of the basics and how to do it how to do this process to release uh, from a cellular level from from my energy body, also the, you could call it your morphogenetic morphogenetic field. Uh, so um, I learned how to do it, and I did it. I choose this person and this situation that I hadn't been able to to uh, let go of, and it took me about half an hour 
to finish the process. And that was it. Right. I, I was lying lying on the ground afterwards laughing. because, <laughs> Like, why didn't I do this years ago? Yeah. <laughs> but you see that you hit on a point there, cellular level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've um, been working with a few people recently who have been going down right to my core. Uh, mm. You know, core of many lifetimes, core of multiple levels of DNA. And things have come up like, you know, I had sound, uh, signed a vow of poverty. Well, I didn't agree to that, but apparently I did about 50 lifetimes ago. Mm. You know, mm. Uh, mm. And then apparently persecuted through life's form, the, the spiritual teachings. Um, and well, okay, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, literally torn and quartered, drowned, you name it, burnt at the stake, probably, you know, done it all. And, you know, those kind of things that are in that DNA as a memory. And but, you know, as human beings, when we see a memory that is of injustice, I never got justice during those lifetimes. But when we see that memory of injustice, you know, we get angry about it. And so sometimes Mm. we're carrying anger for something that happened in past lives that we were powerless to deal with. Mm. And we really need to release them in this lifetime and take back our own power, don't we? Yes, I agree. And and it's it's you know I've been doing this with people now for some time, and the beauty of of seeing a person uh, release this old old stuff and anger and and anger towards themselves, yes, yes. and start to really you know appreciate themselves, feel empathy, compassion towards themselves. And perhaps for the first time in their life, start yeah. to truly love themselves. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Isn't it's it? a beautiful thing. It's it's so I'm so honored to have the opportunity to witness that. It's like you know, it's like watching a sunset come up. You know, you know, mm. from the horizon, you can see the glow, and then you see them, you know, standing in their full sunlight, and and it's really wonderful to see. And I see that you use um, you know theater healing. Um, which, you know, I know it's, it's the beautiful thing about that is that, you know, once you've gone through it, it's something that you can keep on doing to kind of hold yourself in check and to know how you feel because it, it's so utterly simple. Um, but it, it's so amazingly effective, isn't it? Yes, <clears throat> that was that was one of the first things that I learned uh, when I started studying all of all, all of these different uh, energy healing modalities. Uh, well, I started with Reiki, which is sort of the number one for many people when they when they want to when they have the call to help other people heal and heal heal themselves. So so that's where I started as well. And then I moved on to study NLP, and uh, I found it fascinating. Uh, but soon I discovered that while there were awesome methods there awesome processes that were truly truly helpful then I, I i just couldn't get to the core of the issues yeah in many cases uh, especially with emotional things so so um, i wanted to dig deeper and uh, i had this urge to attend a seminar by anthony robbins uh, it was in Rome in 2009, and while I was there, I was just sitting there for for the first two days and wondering why am I here? Because okay, it's a great party. There's 5,000 people here, and everyone is having fun, but I'm not actually learning anything new, mm-hmm. uh, and I have paid a lot of money for it. Right. 
So, so, um, but on the third day, a friend of mine tapped me on the shoulder. I, I met this woman who's, who's this healer and would you like to speak with her? She's still outside. And I was like, yes, <laughs> show me where she is. And uh, we ended up doing a session or she did a session with me in the, in the backyard of this huge conference hall. <laughs> and and it was supposed to last for 15 minutes and we stood there for fi- 50 minutes like almost an hour and we were both crying at the end and I was like my hair was standing up <laughs> I was yeah. like woo what the reason <laughs> yeah and when she when she uh reached into her purse and showed me the book uh, by Vianna Steibel the uh, Theta Healing book and said to me that okay you can learn this i was like wow i'm going to be a psychic (laughs) and well naturally we all are we just forget that we are so so i went went back home and and uh, started uh, searching for a teacher and i found one in in sweden in our neighboring country this wonderful lady from gothenburg and uh, and she came over uh, and taught taught the uh, basic and the advanced classes back to back, and it was only three months later that I traveled to the Netherlands to study with with uh, the founder of Theta Healing, Vian Steibel. And that's that's one of the things I've been doing ever since. Yeah. So I'm the I'm the only one in my country that's teaching, uh, and I also teach in. I have a huge clientele in uh, Estonia. Well, again, it's because it's so impactful. Mm. It is, um, it's simplistic and, and impactful. I mean, EFT, emotional freedom technique, is wonderful. But, you know, there's a lot of tapping and things going on, and sometimes people are looking at you a bit weird. But mm-hmm. I find that with the fifty healing, it's uh, even just that simple thing of asking you a question before you get y- yourself into a knot over it, you know, and it's... Um, you know, that we asking what that emotion is coming from. I mean, it's a simple process. Um, and, and it's just something that kind of, I think, keeps you in line because we're very, very inclined to get caught up in our emotions. Mm. You know, we're emotional mm. beings and we get caught up in it, especially if we're caring, loving, passionate people and we see injustices or people in pain. We get caught up in that. And sometimes, you know, we're so unproductive in that emotion. And that mm. kind of that fear to healing is a way of kind of coming into check, isn't it? Um, and it kind of leading you more to, to productive answers as opposed to getting caught up in maybe the hysteria of the emotion. Mm. 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 Yes. The, the simplest way to sort of come to your senses is to take a step back, to take a breath and, and uh, you know, connect that's basically what I do when I when I go up and I connect. I I hear my intuition. I I remember what's important. Yeah, yeah. Because so, but we don't stop and do that. No, we don't. That's the problem. You know, everybody's chasing like a, you know, a dog chasing a tail. It's going around and around in circles looking for the answer. What's the answer? What's the answer? Well, be still, grasshopper. Take a deep breath. Tap in. The answers are always there. But if you're mm. so busy running around and you're not still enough, you're not invitational enough, you're not in breath and in the moment of the now, you're not going to get them. Mm. So true. I remember, uh, it must have been Anthony Robbins that said that. He used to sit 
sit down. If he had a had a big problem he wanted to solve, he sat down on the couch and he would sit there until the answer came. You know, just relaxing mm-hmm. on the couch. Not stressing about it, but allowing the answer to arise. And, you know, that's kind of when we say give it up to universe. You know, for some people, it could be the couch or, you know, go for a walk. Um, you know, I find the best thing for me is turn my head off because my head can get in the way and mm. uh, listen to some music, watch a movie or a show. I'm out of myself. And then when I come back into myself, the answer is there. Mm. But when you're in your intellect, in your mind, your mind is running on programming. So it's going to take you through the same old programming all the way through and, and use that old programming as trying to rectify a problem, which mm-hmm. you can't do because it's not equipped to do. When we go into our soul, spirit and, um, and heart and uh, tap into the, to that universal divine intelligence, you know, our knowingness comes to it, doesn't it? comes through the soul Mm. to the heart to the spirit and then our mind knows what it needs to know when it needs to know it but we have to be still enough and find that space whether Mm. it be the couch or walk or whatever it is you're doing find that space where you can switch the mind off and allow your tuning into your channel for the answers Mm. i personally love to go out for a walk uh, Mm. in the woods or or by by the sea yes Oh, mm, with mm. a little wind blowing the cobwebs away, the music, yes, the water yes. crashing up against the shore, or even a beautiful lake where you can see the sunlight rippling, and yeah, um, and for me it's water, trees, and breeze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the things I love. You know about relaxing, about being still. I I, I saw it many many times when I was working as an assistant uh, for my NLP trainer a few years ago, uh, six years, six seven years ago. Uh, the people who had been very, very busy for many, many years, they came to a week-long NLP class yeah. and, and they had to relax Yes, for the first time in a long time. They would go into a panic. <laughs> yes. I, saw, I saw people having panic attacks, attacks because they had to just lie still. And their mind would sort of Race start like a motor car, racing, yes. yeah. and all of the things that they had been running from by keeping themselves busy would yeah. would sort of come to the surface. And that's, of course, kind of scary for some people, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. again, half the time, you know, people don't know what they're running from. A lot of the time, they don't know why they're angry. They don't know why they're sad. They don't know why they're upset. And they kind of pick on a moment, which all that's done is, is like a sore. You're rubbing the sore. It's only aggravated the sore. The sore's mm-hmm. always been there. Mm-hmm. And you've never treated it. So it keeps getting worse. It's not healing. So you have to kind of take your mind out of it to find out where is the core problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is what I do. This is what I love to do. I love to find the core problem yes. and, and help people heal that. Because it's like, uh, you know, again, Don Clark said it, said it well, that uh, you can think of your emotions like, um, and, and your emotional reactions like it's, it's a string of, of Christmas lights. When you turn on one of the lamps, you know, somebody pokes you where it hurts. So all of the lamps light up at the same time. 
all of the the history yes sort of is 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 aggravated yeah so that's when we get these these reactions and when you find sort of you don't even need to find the root cause it's it's enough that you find one two uh, big events uh, in your life that sort of represent this hurt and these emotions that you're feeling and when you heal those it sort of heals everything else heals everything it's, it's exponential the healing it's like a domino effect, isn't it? Mm, you know, mm, you start mm. seeing, and and you don't even know where that domino is going. It's just, blah, you know, uh, and it, it's also I find that because um, um, I've carried a lot of sadness with me in my life, and I know it's past lifetimes. Plus, I, as an empath, I pick up a lot of what's going on around me, and, I, mm-hmm. and sadness is something I'm always battling with because, you know, the state the world's in, it's very easy to be sad. And I was finding that I was getting so weighted down with the sadness that I hadn't felt the sense of joy in a very long mm. time. Mm. And uh, it was, um, I went through a theater s- a session with um, somebody else I interviewed and she used me as a guinea pig online. And it was, oh. and it was a beautiful sense feeling of being cleansed. I felt I'd gone through the washing machine. I wow. kind of come out feeling cleaner. So therefore lighter. Mm. And it's, mm. you know, it's, it's just like, I've been carrying this around for so long and it's like you don't realize you're carrying it anymore or you don't Yeah, and you're carrying it yeah. for for other people as yes, well. Yes, exactly, exactly. And especially if you are a person that picks up on that, you really do have to do that cleansing more often than some other people because mm. you are picking up other things. So uh, we really, you know, have to be mindful. It's not something you just do once and forget about it. It's, no. um, you know, you don't just put oil in your car once and forget about it, you know, uh, maintenance. And we've got to understand we need to maintain ourselves. And first and foremost, it's emotional, isn't it? Mm. I work a lot with highly sensitive people. Be- <laughs> well, perhaps because I am one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a big relief when I found <clears throat> Elaine Aaron's book, The Highly Sensitive Person, some years ago. I realized that I'm not crazy. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> I'm an empath. Yeah. I'm highly sensitive. Well, you know, I, they I actually I... say empaths are crazy, so just own mm. the baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, there, you know, uh, about theta healing, there's, there's this one wonderful uh, exercise called heart song that you can use to, to uh, alleviate sadness, to, to sort of clear it out of your system. You usually start with the heart, but you can use it to cleanse any part of your body, even your uh, energy centers. So you just you just uh, go in this meditative state, and uh, you ask that all of the sorrow in your heart is released through a tone in your voice, mm. and then you start releasing. It's it's not uh, it's not singing actually. It's it's. It's rather like the monks' own. Uh, like just an yeah. awe or ha yeah. tone. You just uh, connect with your heart and you start making the sound. And when you're out of breath, you just breathe in and you continue releasing the sound. And, and then it's, it's, it sort of starts to resonate mm. uh, in every cell of your body, especially when you're focusing on the heart. It starts to resonate in your heart. And then you feel that there is this sort of dense energy. You sort of hit hit some some block there, some emotional thing and uh, <clears throat> your voice can do all sorts of weird things go all over the place <laughs> and when it's clearing and, th- and then it, when it's poof, it's it's 
cleared, your voice is, it settles again and then you continue and you may think to yourself, okay, that was it. I'm more clear now. But, but you, if you continue doing that, it sort of hits another Layer. one of those dense, dense, yeah. denser layers. Yeah. And you just keep releasing it. it uh, for me, it took about 30 minutes to clear the heart area. Then I went on to clear my liver and my stomach and, you know, the second chakra and everything. And, and it's, it's, it's quite uh, interesting what can come up yes. when you're doing this, these, all of these memories that aren't even actually your memories, but images of the, the collective yes. stuff and, and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, very sensitive people carry this sorrow. They carry it a lot and, and it can be so draining. Yes. draining so it's very very important to be aware of that and and have these practices that you know how to release it i mean it's you know it's not only draining you know like you feel like you're walking through molasses all the time but it also it brings you down energetically in such a way that you know now you're more actually susceptible to you know illnesses happening because mm. you're running on such a low vibration so we mm. really have to kind of get in there and do that releasing because you can't take any of the good energy in with all that, you know, negative energy in there densifying. So it is a, a, a releasing process in order to kind of empty out so now that you can start breathing in that love and light and, um, you know, that purer energy. Mm. But do you find that actually people who are coaches or empaths are the worst patients? <laughs> Uh, no, not really, because oh, I have I have so I have so many. Yeah, you know, some some people are control freaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember this one class that I took that we were supposed to work in pairs, and I was I was helping this other person, and they were sort of giving me instructions the entire time, and I had to say to them, "Just please, just go with it." relax close your eyes breathe you don't have to do anything now just just i'm here for you and let me let me help you but um well, many of my clients are actually uh, um, uh healers uh coaches uh, uh working in the field of 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 uh health or or you know the self development mm -hmm. yes so and and i'm, I'm even mentoring many many people who are coaching and helping other people and that's the because you know as, as 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 healers as helpers as yes. coaches we need we need yes. to have support for ourselves because if we don't you know we we're inclined to burn out mm. and so it's really really important that you know we you know uh, place importance upon ourselves and you know the the fuller we are the more we've got to give but we are inclined to give until the point of an empty tank and then it's so much harder to fill up because yes. you are absolutely drained. And so um, it's something you have to be very mindful. If you know that you're a giving person and, uh, you know, you can take your archetype thing and that can tell you what, what kind of person you are. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, then you know, okay, this is my tendency. I am going to have to be aware of this and I need to reach out to someone like you and go, okay, stop me from going down help me top myself back up and mm. uh, and realize that again we're not meant to do everything on our own you know no. we, we have to take responsibility for our own actions our own thoughts our own intent that is something we've only uh, we can be responsible for but 
people like yourself with the tools that you've got, the caring that you've got, that you can align with people and be their their rock, their support, their hand up, their cheerleader, you know, making sure they stay on track with their tools um, and just help people get to where they need to go. You're not doing it for them. You're just simply guiding them along the path that they need to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's one important thing that we need to realize as as uh, as we are helping other people. You know, some of my clients are actually very tired because they're they're giving too much and uh, they forget to remind themselves that that they are not the ones who are saving the other person. They are. Mm-hmm there to hold their hand while they are saving themselves yes exactly and that's the thing is you can't fix somebody you know that's you're not there as a mechanic Um, Mm. you know you're there to help people invest and fix themselves Um, so you know that's the important thing I think people have to remember Mm-hmm. That's what I love about energy healing methods because it really gives the person the strength to keep keep going. Sort of, uh, you find the strength to move forward, and uh, you're not dependent. That that's always always my goal to to sort of release the person as quickly as possible to move on with their lives instead of like <clears throat> being in psychotherapy for fifteen years. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's a, uh, you know, it's. We need to learn how to take care of our own problems, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. Is is there are some people that, and there are some, you know, psychologists or psych- psychotherapists that like to keep the um, the issue alive because it keeps bringing people back. I remember going to a, a fibromyalgia. Um, a clinic and it was an open forum uh, where this person that's helping people through it were, you know, had all the, his clients around and I went with someone and he spent the entire evening going I know it's hard oh. I know it's painful <laughs> I know your struggle and then you had people sharing their struggles and eventually I said I wasn't going to say anything but eventually I did and I said how about feeding the possibility that you can live an abundant life and feeding the energy and I just couldn't contain myself any longer Uh, because uh. I saw what he was doing you know he actually had been an addict and you could see that addictive nature was still there but for him is keep them all a prisoner to their illness and they will keep coming back to him in mm. need mm. right and that's not how we heal people we want them to go yes if they come yes. back to us for help top up you know um support when they go for a situation great but we want to see their wings fly right mm. you need to be very as as a a uh, support for other people you need to be very mindful of your own sort of agenda yes. <laughs> of, of why you're doing it uh, that uh, that you know, I remember Viana saying to us that if you're in it for the money, you're never going to be successful. If you don't love the people, you're never going to be successful. If you're in it f- to get praise, you will never be successful. So, so that cannot be our our you know motive yeah. to yeah, get and, and, thanks and, and to have people people uh, be dependent on yeah. us. Exactly. And, and I, I wrote an article which I kind of reposted actually this week. And, you know, it's, it is about like the soul awakeners, uh, the spirit leaders. 
And it's like, you know, be careful because there are charlatans out there. There are the people that will speak spirit, but they don't practice it. Um, but mm. they have that silver tongue and they kind of lead people down the wrong road and, and uh, you know, then kind of abandon them and off onto another ship. And, you know, you've, you've got to feel it. You have to. This is the reason why I do these shows. You're going to be an answer to many people that connect to you. They're going to hear you. They're going to feel a connection with you. So therefore, they're going to reach out for your services because they connect. And other people may connect with somebody else I've interviewed. Mm. That's mm. the point. You, it's not about one person serving everybody. It's about finding that person where you go, I, I hear her. I feel her. I know I can trust her. And that's why you go to that person. Mm. Right? So it's, you have to, as a, as a person looking for somebody, do your due diligence. It's mm. not about mm. what's on mm. the paper or how, you know, how much of a salesman or how big and bright they are in the lights. It's do you hear from the core what they're saying to you? Does it resonate with you? Do you connect to it? Are you mm. intrigued enough to reach out? Because then that person's really going to be able to help you, right? Yes, yes, that's so true. I would be very careful with anyone who, who is mm, like a guru. Yes. I don't believe in that at all. You know, we are, we are supposed to be our own gurus. Yeah. And I, I, when I'm looking for someone to help me, I look for the person uh, who radiates love authentic pure love and has and, and uh, yeah and who are who resonate like yes. you said yes. who I resonate with I mean I you know I'm a Wayne Dreyer fan um, mm, I love him you know it's also because I felt he was such a flawed person mm, mm. and uh, you know in the, in the end it was his illness that got hold of him because of his little demons chasing him but he was honest about it and you know that I think the people that I admire the most are the ones that know that I've overcome the struggle. But that doesn't mean I'm in la-la land now. <laughs> there aren't going to be other struggles over there. It just means mm. I know how to overcome the struggles. Right? Mm. Mm. You know, mm. that honesty of embracing your own imperfections. Yes. Oh, I love how, how Yes, that's so beautifully said. That's what I love. Uh, I see so much of... of, of uh, sort of wanting to be and having to be perfect in, in the in this uh, spiritual field yes so so that you're not allowed to be human and right. I think that there is such a you know what makes us beautiful is our imperfections absolutely that's that how we connect unique. with mm, yes that's how we connect deeply with other people yes. don't be afraid to show your vulnerability that's what make you makes you perfect I'm beautiful. That's we're how not, I feel. We're not meant to be all the same. We're not mm -hmm. droids, you know, we're not humanoids. Um, you know, the the thing about our imperfections is what makes us unique. And we need to understand that each and every single one of us has a unique gift. And that's our mm -hmm. purpose here on Earth. And it is the marriage between our spirit and our human selves. And when you step in spirit into your body, it is an extension of that spirit. And you feel, you touch, and you taste so much more. It's so much more heightened when you join the two together as opposed to just being spiritual and abstaining from the body or just living mm. in the body and abstaining from the spirit. It's meant mm. to be a partnership. It's meant to be one.
Yes, this is another thing that I see see quite a lot that spiritual people are up in the clouds and, yeah. <laughs> and not, not really grounded, not not perhaps doing the work mm-hmm. uh, that they came here to do. So that's that's what I love to help people with as well, to sort of really, uh, you know, it's it's okay to dream, but. It's even better when you're making your dreams a reality. Yeah, I just did a show on positive thinking. Is it a hoax? And, uh, you know, it's it's this manifestation, the art of positive living and all of that type of thing. But what people didn't do is they, you know, they, yes, think positive, have positive thoughts, manifest and let the universe know what you want. But don't sit back and wait for like an Amazon delivery. Mm. (laughs) it is the state of being you need to get into so you can go into action Mm. because if you don't act on it if you don't participate it's not going to happen and you Mm. know it seemed to be that all of those books stopped there on the manifestation and they forgot to give people the tools of how to actually make it happen yes i remember seeing the secret for the first time Mm -hmm. and uh and i soon realized that there were parts missing yes it wasn't the whole process. Right. It was a good intro, but where's the next one? Mm, right? mm. And this is, you know, this is where, what the work you're doing. Well, how can we embrace that beautiful thoric living if we're still carrying old garbage with us? Mm, right? mm. You know, you can use, use the sort of the focused attention, your, your mind, the power of your mind and your focused attention to create many things. But that takes a lot of effort. Yes. When you change the the inner landscape, when you do the emotional clearings and you you change your limiting beliefs and you heal the old trauma, then you you change your entire broadcast. Yes. So that's when you don't need to manage sort of like do these manifesting techniques and then focus really so so much on manifesting. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you, you, you're you already just, sending you just, out the, the vibe, aren't you? Yeah, you're yeah. sending out yeah. the vibes. Yeah. Because we attract what we are. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, you know, kind of be that energy you want to attract. It's the mm. same, you know, when people come out of a relationship and I want to love again. Well, not right now you don't. Because until you place importance upon yourself and, and love yourself in all that you are, how is anybody else going to love you in your light? Mm. Right? So you have to place that um, that value upon yourself and find that love and harmony within you. Then you're going to attract somebody who's going to respect that and love that in you. Otherwise, you might end up just repeating the yeah. same old pattern. Been there, done that. Mm. <laughs> mm. Me too. <laughs> we, we are a little bit slow sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy. I'm only in my forties, and I'm I'm this far along, you know. Yes, I have exactly. I have people I have people who are in their sixties, and yes. they're just starting to wake up. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of that is to do with this energetic shift and this entire. You know what people don't realize is that as each one person wakes up, they actually turn the volume up on that vibration and energy. They through their resonance, they become more invitational for people to join that wavelength. And this is why I think more and more people are waking up now. And your older generation, I'm about to turn 62 um, this week. The older uh, um, generation, we didn't have permission, like your mother. We Mm. didn't have permission to place value upon ourselves. You know, it was, you know, just 
do what you are designed here to do as a, as an earthling and uh, um who do you think you are to <laughs> want to have dreams or or mm. to want to do this you selfish person that's the way we were brought up so we oh my goodness the word selfish that's oh. such a <laughs> oh boy and was that one you know shame you? on you yes yes mm -hmm. absolutely mm. and you weren't allowed to you were here to serve others who do you think you are so you have to undo all of that and give somebody permission to now it's your time place that importance upon your dreams be your diva the dreamer who's inspired by the dream to visualize and actualize it happening that is the importance of what we need we need everybody to live in their diva but we have to understand the cultural change that's happened and it's mm. it, you're in a time period right now where that spiritual embracement and soul awakening is really prevalent and very abundant and this in, is so much more invitational than mm. in my time mm, it's happening fast yes which is beautiful thank god it's beautiful <laughs> but it can be a wild ride <laughs> yes it can and people have got to be willing to take it but then you've got to have mm. a look you know are you the walking dead or do you want to be the running living you know make a choice mm -hmm. mm. now mm. you've got some events coming up you have take back your freedom with sharon Lecter in helsinki uh, in november yes. 4th and 5th so tell us about that yes I, I'm, I'm bringing sharon over to finland for the very first time uh, I'm working working with my mentor Camelita Nuttall from the UK, and Sharon Lecter is her mentor. So we decided to bring Sharon to Finland to share her wisdom with with my audience. And uh, Sharon is also bringing along her husband uh, Michael Lecter, mm -hmm. who is a brilliant uh, <clears throat> attorney and a cowboy. <laughs> I love the part that he's a cowboy. <laughs> give the give the people the books they've written so people can identify them. Yes, so so um, you know Sharon was the person who started the Rich Dad Company with Robert Kiyosaki, right. and she was the CEO of the of the company for ten years. And uh, today, she's working with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Uh, she wrote the book, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill's classic, "Think and Grow Rich." Yes, and she was asked by the Napoleon Hill Foundation to to sort of bring it back to life, to to. Uh, help them spread the legacy of Napoleon Hill and his thoughts to, to a new generation. So she wrote the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich for Women. Right. And that's actually how I found my mentor, because Camelita is mentioned in yes. Sharon's books, book, and, and Think and Grow Rich for Camelita. You can find her oh. you here on, online. Oh, okay, great, great. That's great. So, so uh, Yes, she's she's written, uh, co-authored all of the books in the Rich Dad series and, and seven New York Times bestsellers, and she's she's just such a lovely person, down to earth, very humble, honest. Uh, I loved what her, what what she uh, just wrote recently that uh, she wants to serve people, yes. not sell. Yeah, I want to serve, not sell. Yeah. So that's what resonates with me. That's that's one of the reasons I'm bringing her over. Uh, you know, freedom. Take back your freedom. That's the name of the event. That's that's uh, that's something that's one of my core values: personal freedom. Yes, and you know, so, when that comes responsibility, and that first responsibility is to yourself. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So the entire event is about creating personal freedom. Uh, I'm going to be there speaking about uh, emotional freedom, emotional health. How how you need to be uh, emotionally. Healthy and and uh, you know in in order to live a happy life and succeed. Exactly, 
Yes, if you want um, it, you've got to be able to work for it, right? And it, mm, you know, the work mm. for it isn't climbing up the corporate ladder. It's about embracing yourself from the inside out. Yes, and that's 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 truly the only only real definition of success in in my opinion. Right. That you're living uh, an authentic life, living living creating your life uh, from your heart space. Yes, exactly. And you know, it's I always say you know one thing I absolutely love about us human beings. We have absolutely no idea what we're capable of until we're willing to make that self-discovery. And, you know, when we do, when we take that journey and we discover what we're capable of, things we could do that everybody always told us we couldn't, um, you know, it just becomes something that is so, I don't know, liberating of yourself, isn't it? Mm. It is. You know, you (coughs) sort of (laughs) worry about taking the first step or the, or the, the giant leap. Yeah. For, for months, even for years, and when you finally do it, you're like, hmm? what was I so, so, so scared of? <laughs> exactly. That's the point, isn't it? Because we're so crippled by fear, and that mm. fear is those low expectations put on ourselves. And then when we decide to get rid of those and take off that heavy coat of emotion and expectation and be willing in new birth, you know, naked and free, to embrace what's out there and what we're here for, you know, then we really discover how to be of service to community um, because when we are full and cup runneth over we serve everybody that's around us mm-hmm. yes and when we're living with that energy we we are sort of we are given everything we need yeah well mm. Sharon's on my list to interview um, wow okay because um, I'm hoping to interview but I know she got caught up last time and in some other events so I'm hoping to connect with her one day and bring her on most certainly Um, and uh, you know this is the thing is is don't look at a manual to live your life right there Mm. are codes there are tools but life is about just go out and live every moment of every day and that will lead you to where you go if you want to have a manual oh your next step is this and your next step is that that's not living Mm. Yeah, that reminds me when I started my company, when I when I sort of finally found the courage to start holding, doing what I wanted to do, <clears throat> I made this plan and I threw it in the trash bin six months later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm very much that way, much to few people's mm-hmm. horror. It's like, you know, I, I'm constantly putting out there the invitation of possibilities and connection and community and collaboration. And you, you just keep putting it out there and it's like a fishing rod and see mm. who bites. And then mm. whoever bites, what can we do? What's the possibilities? Where can we go? How can we help mm. one another? And then just go on the adventure, right? Yes, that's you know? a really different, that's a wonderful way of living instead of being very controlling. Yes. Oh, you know, let's face it, folks, you have no control, so let go of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about your Attune to Abundance seminars, the antidote of clearing toxins, emotions, uh, core, the theatrical hearing classes, and come back to happiness and your self-mentoring program. These are all the courses that you've got going right now. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the Attune to Abundance is sort of a, a class where I share everything I have ever learned about manifesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love doing the course and, and my, my students love it. It's, it's just so much fun you know learning learning tools to to consciously create your life 
of course, it's, you know, you can't sort of give a manual to do this and, and magical things will happen. But right. it's, it's, it's a process, of course. Yeah. So that's what we do there. And then, then I, I mentor, like I mentioned, I mentor people. I, I mentor uh, entrepreneurs, but I also, also have this mentoring program called Come Back to Happiness in Yourself, where we look at the different areas in your life, uh, if there are imbalances. Of course, we can't have full harmony in every area of our life because life fluctuates, you know, things happen. But, uh, you know, one of the starting points is to get to know yourself who you really are and where's your passion what are you interested in uh what did you used to dream about when you before you forget forgot how to dream yes and what are the some of the stumbling blocks that are preventing you from going in that direction How, how to sort of clear your mind how to get rid of the nasty mind viruses the negative beliefs that are holding you back and also the emotional things, healing past hurts. That's part of the process. And uh, we talked about the importance of having a supportive uh, environment when you're going through a change. So that's also part of the, the mentoring program, looking at your environment. Is there something that you need to change? Perhaps uh, there are relationships that you really should let go of. You know, I, I mentored this woman for, for a year who was stuck had been stuck in uh, an abusive marriage for 30 years and it took her a year but she finally she sent me an email she was so happy she wrote to me that oh my god i finally did it i sent in the divorce papers i got myself my own apartment and for the first time in 30 years i can go to sleep and i don't have to be scared about what's going to happen while i'm sleeping and mm. you know, no matter how tough her life gets from there, she can always look back and like, look at what the courage I had to do at that time. Place mm. value upon my own life. I can get through anything now. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's value in what she she yeah. had to go through. Yes. Just like I said on a on a recent video that I made, that when you heal, when you heal the past hurts, you you will be so much stronger for go having gone through. Yeah. everything yet you have gone through and you can help so many other people with what you have learned yes that's entirely what this station is about everybody i mm. have on here has gone through it and through that found tools and uh, systems and programs that help them or devise programs and tools that now because of what they've been through they are now mentoring and teaching other people and for me that is the best kind of teaching you can have from mm. somebody who understands because they've gone through it. Mm, mm. Yeah, they're, they're not just reading something from a book. Exactly. <laughs> I get a from a book that was written yeah. 20, 30, 40 years ago that doesn't apply to life right now. Or mm. I'm dealing with somebody that's gone through their own rocky road and mm. has developed the tools in, in, to help me get over the, my own bumps in life. Believe me, I'll go for the person who's had the experience. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and then briefly about the the clearing toxic emotions. It's it's something called the antidote. Uh, today it's a program by Dawn Clark, and uh, I'm a certified clearing toxic emotions specialist, one of the very few in the world. So that's what I do privately with with my clients. They need to get their hands on on the the tools, and uh, I facilitate the healing for them. 
So it's all about clearing out the toxic emotions from your system. And that that has single-handedly transformed my life in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I can imagine. And it's like all that garbage that people are carrying around that not only weighing them down, but weighing them everybody around them down. All of that kind of just being deleted and obliterated and it, it lightens up everything, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a new lease on life and, and the yeah. blinders come off and... yes. You know, you see all sorts of opportunities that you couldn't see before. Right, absolutely. And then the theatre healing classes? Yes, that's what I do regularly. There are loads and loads of of, uh, wonderful theatre healing teachers around the world. I travel. I travel quite a lot to to teach. So So you don't just teach in Finland, you teach everywhere. Can you do things online as well? Um, not really. I know. I know there are some theta healers, theta healing teachers who have online programs, but it's really hands-on work. Right. You need to be there with the person to do the exercises one-on-one. Right. So you're to still really get the, the hang of people. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. But you're all over the world, so people can just contact you and find out if you're going to be anywhere near them. Yes, and uh, the way that I work is that if if somebody contacts me, they want to have me come and teach, I get them to sort of get a group together and I go where I'm needed. Right. Yes. So I have a lot of classes coming up this fall and and even next spring, but I'm always open to, to... Flexibility. Flexibility and to suggestions and and to work together with with people from, from... Anywhere, basically. Right. Right. Exactly, and even good getting a few modalities together. And people if they un- if they can understand my English, so I'm good. <laughs> you know, your English is very, very good, which is excellent. Um, and so, come back to happiness in yourself mentoring program. Yes, that's what I was speaking about. Uh, oh right, okay. Yeah, getting to know who you really really are, and, and finding your path and purpose in life and getting rid of those mind viruses and healing the past hurts and and looking at your environment and even even you know what are you doing to your body yeah is there something in your nutrition in in the way that you exercise or don't exercise that uh you know because the mind affects the body and the body affects the mind so so we need to get that as well yeah, we're in this vessel for this lifetime, mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. you need to look after it, so it can look after you. Mm. Well, so that's basically in a in a in a nutshell. All <laughs> nutshell. Of your right. Mm-hmm. So, how do people get hold of you? Well, the best thing is to send me uh, an email, suvi at suvibovelan uh, They can go to my website. There's all of my my information, my phone number. Well, of course, it's my mobile num- number in Finland. I might not, uh, they, you might not want to call me right, <laughs> from, exactly, from across the world because yeah. it can be very expensive, but I'm on Skype and, uh, and uh, like we are now. And uh, yeah. And so I'm going to spell your name for people. It's S-U-V-I-B-O-W-E-L-L-A-N.com. So S-U-V-I-B-O-W-E-L-L-A-N.com. 
and you'll see her site is in Finnish as well as in English. You can just press translate and if you're looking at the posting you'll see at the bottom there there's the English site and also the uh, Flemish site. So um, you don't get uh, deterred when you go there and see it's in a different language. Just click translate <laughs> and, uh, and you know, have a chat with, uh, with Suvi. See if she can be in your area, what can happen because all of these techniques that she's doing they're incredibly simple, massively effective, and you will really be a very different person afterwards. But you've got to be willing to step up to the plate and participate, because if you don't, nothing's going to help you. So I want to thank you very, very much for being here with us today, Suvi. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure. Total pleasure. And I wish you very, very well with uh, the Helsinki program and everything that you're doing. And uh, to everybody else, remember, the answers are all here. Here's another beautiful answer for you today. Simple techniques that work. Uh, things that you can use in your toolkit to keep going in life. It's just a question of really, are you willing to step up and invest in yourself, giving yourself the time, investing the money, and investing the work in order to live a new life. If you're not happy with your life, do something about it. The answers are right here. So don't forget to find your emotional, mental and spiritual freedom. It's all available to you. Until next time, folks.